Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via webcam and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, the Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian, and my brand new book, Gut Feelings. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the Telehealth Center, we actually have brand new telehealth patient options now open, and there's lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners of The Art of Being Well, we're giving away free signed books every single month, no matter when you listen to this episode. All you have to do for a chance to win is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the show. You can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast review itself, or you can take a screenshot of the Apple Podcast review and message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And every single month, my team and I will be randomly picking winners from the Instagram messages, or the Apple Podcast review themselves every single month. All right, let's get to today's guests. They are longtime friends of mine. I consider them just like my part of my wellness family for sure. Jason and Colleen Wachab. Jason and Colleen are the co-founders and co-CEOs at Mind Body Green, one of the largest wellness websites in the world. Jason is also the host of the popular Mind Body Green podcast and the best-selling author of Wealth, How I Learned to Build a Life, Not a Resume. He has been featured in the New York Times, Entrepreneur, Forbes, Fast Company, Business Insider, Vogue, and has a BA in history from Columbia University, where he played varsity basketball for four years. And Colleen graduated from Stanford University with degrees in international relations and Spanish. She spent 10 years working at Fortune 500 companies, including Gap, Walmart, and Amazon, before devoting her life's work to MindBodyGreen. 
Colleen has been a speaker at Fortune 500 companies and numerous trade conferences on well-being trends. Let's get right to it. This is Jason and Colleen Wacob's Art of Being Well. My friends, this is officially, Jason, your second time on the podcast. Colleen, this is your first time on The Art of Being Well. So welcome back and welcome. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to see you. I love you guys. And I, I mean, I've told you this before, but just to, to say it on the podcast, if I didn't say it last time, you giving me a voice on Mind, Body, Green and all those years ago and giving me a platform to share what I'm passionate about in functional medicine, it was a huge part of my life. And still, I think about it every day I come to work, I think of Mind, Body, Green and and just the, the influence that and the power that you've given my voice over the years, I just, it does not go unappreciated. So thank you. Well, you are very sweet and your voice was very deserving <laughs> of having a platform. Uh, and again, like we, we love you. We love your, your mission. We love everything you do. And, you know, it's been such an honor getting to know you over, it's like, dare I say, I'm like a decade. It's over a decade. Yeah, it's over a decade. I know. And I, I hate to put you on the spot, but when is Revitalize coming back <laughs> in real life? Well, we're going to do a fun <laughs> event for the book in Miami around the book launch, which will All be right. Revitalize-esque. So for <laughs> you, y yes, th there will be some. It'll be smaller, more more I, intimate group in, in Miami. I love it. Well, hey, I, I will try to make it happen. And for people that are wondering what Revitalize is and what Revitalize-esque even looks like. It, it's, how would you describe it? I will let you explain what Revitalize was. So Revitalize was an event we did from 2014 to 2019. We did it for, I think it was seven years. It started off as an opportunity to bring together leaders in the wellness community. So we would buy out an entire resort and invite the smartest, coolest, most interesting people in health and wellness to come. So that was, you know, MDs, like basically everyone who's been on your show, like you were there, Mark Hyman, Andrew Huberman. Uh, I'm like, I could, I could go John Mackey, Deepak Chopra, Amy Shaw, Dave Asprey, Amanda Chantel Bacon, uh, Whitney and Danielle from Sakara Life, Robin Chuckin. I, I could like, it was like, who's, yeah. there are people I'm forgetting. Yeah. And then we would bring also people in entertainment who were passionate about health and wellness. So the first year, Leslie Feist from Feist and Ed Rose from Grizzly Bear played. Uh, another year, Jimmy Chamberlain, the drummer from the Smashing Pumpkins played. Shaman Durek was, I'm like, I could go on and on, but essentially it was bringing a great community together for mm -hmm. a weekend of really forward thinking, inspiring content and experiences. Todd McCullough, Melissa Urban. I'm like, I'm like, who am I yeah. leaving out? I'm leaving out like 750 people. Exactly. All our friends. <laughs> but you know, I, it's, and that's what Mind Body Green has always been about digitally, but they brought it to life. But now you don't have to be at Revitalize in real in real life, you can just go to Mind Body Green and and see all these voices that are there having these conversations. But yeah, there was something special about the in real life in the desert, right? It was a magical time. So, it was magical. Don't get us started. It's a big part of the book. There's something special about in real in real life. Period. And it's yeah, we we do miss, and that that is something we are serious about doing in Miami. So you just spend yeah. some more time here. I love it. So let's. That's a great segue. I mean, what. This book, you guys coming together, writing this book, 
What, what was the impetus behind it? Why this book? Why now? So we have slightly different whys. You know, for me, you know, I, I think about longevity a lot. And that stems from a place of I'm 48. We have two little girls, ages six and three. Uh, men in my family have a terrible track record when it comes to longevity. My father died of heart disease at 47. My maternal grandfather died of heart disease at 49. And my paternal grandfather died of cancer at 44. Mm. But I, I wow. say, you know, that stops with me. I believe in epigenetics. I believe through lifestyle modifications or, or interventions, you have the ability to you know, change your destiny. And I'm doing that. So that stops with me. And with that said, I also think, you know, there's like with the 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0 versions. And longevity 1.0 was was purely about like extending years. So, like, for example, we're gonna I'm gonna live to a hundred. And then, you know, that really wasn't enough because if you live to 100, but the last 20 years, you have a really poor quality of life, you're fragile, maybe you can't walk, it's it's kind of terrible. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation 2.0 was health span. And that says the, the idea there is I'm going to live to 100. And the goal is I'm going to live to 99 years, 11 months and call it two weeks where I'm doing all the things I want to do. And that's different for everyone. And then the last two weeks of my life, I rapidly decline and then I die. Or maybe I just die random. That, that's like the summary of, of, of health span. And then 3.0, in our opinion, is joy span. And the title of the book is The Joy of Well-Being. Mm -hmm. Because let's say you've increased your health span. You know, you look great, you're fit, you're doing all the things you want to do when you're healthy. But you're on, you know, marriage number four. And your kids don't like you and your friends think you're an ass. I don't think you're going to be like, what's the point of sticking around? And I think emotional well-being is part of well-being, but often is kind of like thrown to the back of the bus, if you will. And for us, it's just front of center. It was amplified, I think, coming out of, dare I say, coming out of COVID and just really should be at the forefront of the conversation you know there's so much great science and longevity but the knock on it you know how can i do it and find what works for me and do so joyfully with this idea of also building really meaningful irl connections and i'll, I'll just going to reference a study and then i'll let colleen answer you know the, and again with studies as you know you can pick any study you want to support your point of view but i'm going to do so in this case so <laughs> You know, especially there are, there are a number number of studies that can say that you know exercise can lower mortality risk by twenty to forty percent. Having a good diet, more or less the same at thirty percent, but being a good being in a good romantic relationship, having friends, being connected to your community can lower mortality risk by forty five percent. So just like pause there, you have you know look diet's foundational, exercise is foundational. But I think the point we're trying to make there is mm -hmm. IRL connection, meaningful relationships. And I'm going to, we'll touch on spirituality too. These are, I could make the argument even more important. And that was a big why for us, reframing the conversation in health and wellness. Got it. I finally tried the protein powder I've been seeing all over TikTok and I freaking love this stuff. It is the protein powder from clean, simple eats. It's their Simply Vanilla protein powder. You have to check this out. There's nothing vanilla about the Simply Vanilla protein powder. It is so delicious. It's this creamy vanilla flavor. 
It tastes like ice cream and it has very high quality, clean ingredients and a rich, creamy texture. Not that chalky stuff. You get some protein powders, it's just chalky, tastes like not the best. This is delicious. It's a treat. This protein powder is naturally sweetened and made from grass-fed whey. The whey is cold processed from start to finish. So it's keeping all the nutrients intact so your body can actually utilize all of this protein. You can get 20 grams of clean protein with every serving of Clean Simple Eats Simply Vanilla Protein Powder. They've also added an enzyme blend into the protein powder to help your digestive system break this fuel down into usable amino acids. They've left out all the artificial junk so you can feel great about what's fueling your body. Clean Simple Eats set out to make a unique protein powder that not only has a clean ingredient list, which they did, but also one that tastes amazing. What I also love about Clean Simple Eats is that they third-party test every production batch for heavy metals. This is very important, and they do it. Any elevated test result would stop the release of the batch. Their standards are much more rigid than the industry standards. You know you're getting a clean quality ingredient. They are passionate about what is and isn't in their products. In addition to the Simply Vanilla Protein Powder, they have over 22 other delicious all-natural flavors. Check out their protein variety packs. You can see which one is your favorite. Visit cleansimpleeats.com and use code WILLCOLE at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's 20% off your first order at cleansimpleeats.com. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I've taken AG1 by Athletic Greens for a long time. I love it. I recommend it to our telehealth patients as well. So what is Athletic Greens? It's daily nutrients plus long-term gut health support. And AG1 is so much more than just greens. With just one scoop, I know that I'm getting the nutrients and gut health support that helps my whole body thrive and covers my nutritional basis. It's made with 75 super high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced ingredients, adaptogens that deliver benefits like mood support, immune system support, sleep support, sustained energy throughout the day so you don't get that lull in energy, that PM fatigue anymore, and it does so much more for you. I also love that AG1 is delivered monthly, so I don't have to think about it. I also, this is a pro tip, Athletic Greens makes it really easy with their travel packs. If you're busy throughout the day, if you're running around, just throw a travel pack in your bag. I love it when I'm traveling. I know that I'll never miss a day of taking Athletic Greens. Plus, it tastes really great. All you have to do is just mix it with water or you can mix it into a smoothie and feel good knowing that you've taken great care of your health. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting, energy-supporting, mood-supporting vitamin D. You're going to get a whole year supply of vitamin D and also five free travel packs that I just talked about of Athletic Greens with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash willcole. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash willcole. Check it out. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. I'm so excited to announce Dear Media's first ever daily show, Good Instincts. 
If you've ever found it challenging to eat thoughtfully while juggling a busy schedule, then this show is for you. Instead of aiming to simply eat healthier, we'll focus on tips and mindset shifts that streamline the process. Because balance is key, and the less complicated, the better. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And what was your why, Colleen? You know, my why on this journey really started in 2012 when I had a almost catastrophic pulmonary embolism. And, you know, it was, it was a... Typical Saturday, I was working a corporate job. I did our mutual friend, revitalized attendee, Tara Stiles, Saturday morning yoga class in New York, which was such a fun ritual for me each and every Saturday. And then after I was walking out, I was like, Jason, can you come meet me in the city? Like, I'm feeling a little out of breath. And he met me and I was like, you know, I I just think we should go home and not wander around the West Village. So as we were coming home and I was walking up the A-train stairs, I collapsed on the A-train and got up, got out of the subway station and did what I think a lot of women in particular do to themselves, which is gaslight themselves, being like, this wasn't a big deal, no no problem. You know, and I, I did things out of the ordinary that weekend. I took some naps and was really fatigued. And Jason was like, the only way you are going to work on Monday is if you see a doctor on the way. So, you know, reluctantly went to my doctor and I, he did a quick test and was like, I'm pretty sure having a pulmonary embolism. I was so confused. He was so concerned that I wouldn't be able to hop in a cab and get to NYU that he gave me a little sign that said, I am having a pulmonary embolism in case I wasn't able to articulate it once I got there. Once I got there, you know, realized that, you know, the doctors had said that they hadn't seen someone with so many showers of clots in their lungs who was still alive. So that for me was the start of so much of this well-being journey. And I, I wrote an article about it on Mind Body Green that went viral. And I heard from so many hundreds of women about it, uh, this experience, which, you know, the only thing they could conclude after so many tests was that it was something with a birth control pill that I had been on for over a decade. But what's interesting is that all the testing showed that I didn't have significant pre-existing kind of markers for clotting. So if I had seen an OBGYN before pregnancy or something, they would have been like, okay, you're you're good. Mm-hmm. But realize this was something that was affecting so many women, sisters, cousins, friends. I think the risk of clotting is one in 10,000. But, you know, based on the mail I got, it's probably a little bit more than that. And that really started for me this whole journey of kind of looking at myself. And I often think you have to hit that rock bottom, you know, gut-wrenching moment of the soul before you make really drastic changes. When things are going fine and you're on a decent treadmill, you're not like, let's just bring some upheaval into my life. And and that started this journey of, of really exploring everything from, you know, spirituality to Western medicine on this goal of trying to feel better. And it was the first time for me that I really you know, thought about my breath, because when you're having a pulmonary embolism, you have to, you know, it's it's an invisible illness. You kind of look fine on the outside, but I would be, you know, fighting an older woman for a subway seat on the train getting home because I was worried about standing up. And I really looked to women who had overcome their own pulmonary embolisms, people like Serena Williams, and and those stories of resilience to, to let me know that I was going to help get through. And I find those stories, you know, so empowering for so many reasons. 
but but that was the start of my why. And mm-hmm. I wish I had a better roadmap because I tried everything and a lot of things didn't have the highest ROI. And I have really just a new lens of kind of thinking about health and well-being after this long journey. And just to like close the loop to get to your, you know, the, the why behind the book, this is more yeah. of like the why of our core and mission. You know, going back to the longevity longevity conversation, it has advanced so much. And, you know, we're, we're in this world. This is our business. And we still think it's overwhelming possible. And so we viewed this as, look, here's an opportunity. We have access to so many of the greatest experts and the science. Like, how can we distill this in one place so that someone who is working or someone who does have a family who is busy can integrate this into our life. If you say like, I only have a half hour, I don't have time for all the protocols in the morning and the sunlight mm-hmm. and this, and it's, it's too much. And if you can, that's great, fantastic. But, but a lot of people can't. And we thought like, okay, here's this opportunity. The science is there, everything's here. How can we distill this so we can help get people to 80% of the way there and pick and, pick and choose like mm-hmm. a, a menu t- to get there in a way that mm-hmm. is really meaningful and can move the needle for people. Yeah. And I think you are in a, both are in a very unique position of talking to the leading experts of the world for the past decade plus of what does the research say to live a longer, healthier, happier life? And you've distilled this in the book so people don't have to go and immerse themselves in Dr. Google or feel overwhelmed. You've really boiled it down to what is the most solid measured, as you said, as in the subtitle, a practical guide to a happy, healthier, longer life when you're talking about longevity. Uh, Something that you talk about in the book and just in general was your fertility journey. And many people listening to the podcast, they really appreciate uh, hearing people's stories and specifically around fertility because infertility is on the rise for many people. Can you talk about what you went through? This was probably one of the most brutal times personally for for our life. Yeah, it, it's a long journey that you know involves both of us, but following our my PE, it took me a while to get my period after being on birth control pills. So that was kind of like struggle just to get to the start line. And I went to the first place I went when my OB was like, okay, I think we need to bring in some help. It's like a factory. I wasn't getting the right kind of vibe with the practitioner and, you know, the right kind of signals of, of shared values, seeing some early flags. And they actually did some rounds of Clomid before testing Jason, which is, you know, flag number one with lots of red on it. And then I'll let you start. Yeah, this is, this, this is definitely a journey. And so <laughs> they test me and I find out, they say, well, you have no sperm. Like what? What's, you know, that doesn't make sense. Uh, sure enough, I don't have sperm. And they they go deeper to do some sort of invasive tests where, you know, not 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 comfortable. And essentially they, there's two things that could be going on. One is I don't produce sperm at all, period. Or, or two, it's, azuspermia, which is like some sort of some, there's some sort of blockage. And from a genetic makeup, they did not believe I did not produce sperm. So that was good. But the the first test they did, which was rather invasive, also revealed that traditionally where the blockage was, I, I didn't have it. So I was like a medical mystery. Mm-hmm. And the only other option was to essentially have surgery where a surgeon 
cuts open my testicle. I go under, I, I'm, th there is. Yeah, you're not, you're not am, awake for this, right? I, I, I am awake. I'm sedated from the, the waist okay. down and essentially go fishing for sperm, so to speak. Yeah. And so it, it was, we got to this point, you know, so there's, there's a big buildup to the surgery and it's kind of like, we're at a crossroads here. Like what will be, will we be able to have our own biological ch children or are we going to have to adopt? And I'll never forget. There's, there's a surgeon who does this and he flies in every month from St. Louis. And, you know, we line up, it's almost like a factory-like condition in midtown Manhattan. And it's like, we're there bright and early, 7 a.m. Sunday. And, you know, we, it's, it, th this was definitely challenging. You know, we, we definitely believe in having a strong connection with your doctor and healer. And we get in there and right away he's sitting there. He's, he's, an, he's an older gentleman, not to be ageist, and he's drinking his soda at, you know, 7.30 a.m. And right away says... You know, I hope this works out because adopting is a terrible idea and the kids have all sorts of problems and wow. values we don't agree with. And like things we don't agree with. And, you know, this yeah. is basically the only thing you can do because it just doesn't work out. And, you know, okay, let's go. Wow. And I'm like, as someone, you know, felt no connection with this guy, he he's things are coming out of his mouth, which we don't agree with. Obviously, the you know, don't hold against the soda consumption. But I'm like, we're here. And this is it. Like, I, I can't. And so sure enough, I go through the procedure. And it was, you know, we we, we hit sperm, there was like plenty of sperm, I think they extracted 12 vials of sperm, could walk for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I could imagine. And then we got to the next starting line, yeah. which we thought would be it's like, much, oh, wait, much, the work's done. But no. yeah, we thought it'd be a much simpler journey. Because all, you know, signs showed that I had strong fertility indicators, but for reasons that, you know, will continue to go unexplained, it was probably another two and a half years until wow. um, we were able to get pregnant and maintain the pregnancy. And to get to our first child, we had about nine IVF transfers and 15 embryos transferred mm. to get to Ellie. And then- How many miscarriages? three early early stage and uh you know we we ended up obviously moving doctors to someone who was like a therapy support system a much smaller operation a lot more low tech i was always talking to the doctor and he believed in me and that was really like the core criteria and he also wanted to get pregnant almost as much as we did which was really hard you know a very high bar and after that journey of of nine transfers to get to Ellie, you know, we thought, oh, we should we should have another child. And you know, we were so content with our first that you know, God and the universe had already blessed us that it would have been fine either way. And I wasn't going to put my body through it. But you know, the embryo, the doctor was planning on transferring two embryos for our second child, and I didn't sleep the night before. Well, because and you saw a woman with twins. And then I, you know, the, the morning of the surgery, I, I told the doctor, um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get pregnant. So let's just transfer one embryo. And she's like, are you okay? Is everything all right? I was like, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get pregnant. And, and grace was, you know, a much easier journey, but I think it, you know, if you go back and travel into this moment in time, there was lots of stigmas around people within wellness using Western medicine, you know, there was associations that you weren't ready to be pregnant and just all these beliefs that are so damaging 
to yeah. women going through it. And I would be hearing things in my office that people were saying that were just so insensitive and demoralizing. And I, I'm so happy that we have, you know, gotten a much better vernacular to talk about these types of issues. You know, Mind Body Green, we, we don't use the word infertility. We use fertility struggles. We've tried to use a lot more positive vernacular and language, you mm -hmm. know, to better help support men and women and families who are going through this ordeal. And, wow. and the call out with men, men account for 40% of fertility issues. Mm -hmm. That that's a that's a big that's a big one that I think most yeah. people are unaware of. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I see that quite a bit with patients that spend all of their time talking about female patients. She thinks it's her without even looking at her partner, right? And forty yeah. percent of cases are due to yeah. the guy. Thanks for bringing awareness to that. Have you heard about Element? You have to check Element out. If you haven't heard about this, all my telehealth patients that listen to the podcast will tell you, I am an Element super fan. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix. I, I use it myself. I recommend it to our telehealth patients and it has everything you need and none of the junk that you don't want. It has a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium but none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no fillers, no BS. Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited to folks following a keto, low carb, paleo diet, if vegan diet, high carb, low carb, doesn't really matter. It's complementing your way of eating to really enhance the benefits of that way of eating. Because electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormone regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. Element can help prevent and eliminate headaches. As someone that looks at labs for a living and troubleshoots a lot of complex health issues, I have to say one of the most overlooked and missed components to health issues like headaches and muscle cramps and fatigue and insatiable cravings and hangriness and sleeplessness is electrolyte imbalances. And this is very easily remedied with Element. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets completely free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend, which we all have <laughs> at least one of those. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash Will Cole. This deal is only available through this link. So you have to go to drinklmnt.com slash Will Cole. Drinkelement.com slash Will Cole. Health insurance plans can be confusing and expensive. Then when you actually have to use your benefits, there are deductibles, claims processes, and other red tape to deal with, sadly. Someone that I love that's disrupting the space in a, such a positive way is CrowdHealth. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your healthcare and helps you pay for health expenses. CrowdHealth is simple, transparent, and affordable. As a CrowdHealth member, you'll get a personal care advocate to help you navigate the complexities of health events. Your personal care advocate will help negotiate bills on your behalf. They'll be with you every step of the way and could save you thousands of dollars in healthcare bills in the process. 
you'll get access to a crowd of thousands of other members who are ready to help pay for large health expenses. $40 of your $175 monthly payment helps pay for your care advocate, telemedicine services, discounted prescriptions, and other tools to get you the best care at an affordable price. As someone that runs a functional medicine telehealth center, services like CrowdHealth, I love it because they're making telehealth more accessible, more affordable to more people. The remainder of the monthly payment goes into a CrowdHealth account that you own so you can help others in the crowd pay for their medical expenses as well. Experience healthcare freedom with CrowdHealth. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code WILLCOLE at checkout to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code WILLCOLE. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for healthcare. Terms and conditions may apply. I'm curious to get your thought about this in general. Just over the course of the past decade plus of being in the wellness space, talking and hearing every under every opinion under the sun, what's your view on nutrition and how has it evolved, I guess, since the early days? And this is probably one of the biggest shifts at a macro standpoint that we think about a lot. You know, I think the decade of the 2010s, there was such a plant forward conversation and the conversation that's gaining momentum now is a lot around protein. It's a lot around muscle strength. And, you know, I've given a lot of thought to why weren't we talking more about these things in the 2010s? And I think the way we eat tends to follow movement modality. So in the 2010s, there was a lot of yoga and a lot of plant-forward cuisine. And now there's this wonderful shift of women and men embracing strength training and weightlifting and resistance training in a way they didn't do in the decade prior. And you're seeing now a much more robust conversation around protein yeah. and... Yeah, the, the, this like nutrition, we could spend three hours talking mm -hmm. about. So a couple of things, you know, building off of what Colleen said and, and how our view and the conversation is kind of pivoted to, to now maintaining and building lean muscle mass and protein consumption consumption and strength training. I'll give you a, a little bit of the, well, a lot of bit of the why behind this is about longevity. And so if you're over the age of 65, there's a 25% chance that you will fall. If you fall once, studies show that you are twice as likely to fall again. So fall once, chances double. If you fall and break your hip, there is a 30 to 40% chance that you will die mm. within a year. Now, here's mm. the call out here. It's not that the broken hip will kill you within a year. It's everything that can go wrong after. Maybe you're stuck in the hospital. Maybe there's an infection. Maybe there's a virus. Maybe you lose hope and you're not mobile. Maybe something else. Like it, it is a fact that you rapidly, most people rapidly, not most, 30 to 40% of people rapidly deteriorate after that broken hip. And unfortunately, anecdotally, we've seen this play out with family members, with friends. And so for us, you know, the, the why behind protein and muscle mass is, you know, at the highest level, if you are able to maintain lean muscle mass and you have your mobility and your agility, let's say you're about to about to fall. So like maybe you're 
you're agile enough, you're mobile enough that you can grab something and strong enough so that you break your fall. That's one. Or if you do fall, you do have the bone density and the strength to to have that armor, you know, and, and we lose bone density as we age up to 1% a year after age 40. And so this is real. And so, okay, this is scary, but how do I get there? To build and maintain lean muscle mass, you must do resistance training. Mm -hmm. And in order to make that count, to build lean muscle mass, you have to ingest protein. And the RDA, I like to speak in grams because kilograms just throw me for a loop of 0.36 grams per pound of body weight is like the bare minimum to survive and not thrive. You need like double that probably mm -hmm. maybe even some will go triple that yeah. to build lean muscle. And then you have to look at amino acids, specifically leucine. You know, you need that two and a half grams of leucine per serving. So it's probably given the yield is on high quality animal proteins, probably in all segue to animal is like close to 10%. You need that like 25 to 30 grams of protein. And that's important. And this is this is a big one is as you get older with kids, it doesn't really matter. But if you don't get that leucine, you don't muscle protein synthesis doesn't happen. In other mm -hmm. words, you ingest all the protein, but then it doesn't count towards mm -hmm. building the muscle. And no one likes doing things that don't count. I want the credit yeah. for the protein. That's <laughs> right. And that's a conversation. It's an proteins, an emotional conversation for all of the reasons. <laughs> The, your best bet is going to be high quality animal protein, whether that's, you know, chicken, beef, eggs, if you don't you know, whey protein, it could go on and up fish. And so that has been a focus. This, this started to hit home for me aesthetically. I'll joke. I, you know, like Colleen said, kind of got up yoga, saved me for back surgery. That's a big part of the why when we launched Mind Buddy Green. And I kind of like let strength training go. And specifically, I stopped strength training legs. I never liked doing legs. Like the last time I did legs was like the right before my last college basketball game in 1998. I'm like, I'm done with legs. I'm never doing <laughs> it again. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was a great time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I noticed I had lost. I was like around 200 pounds forever. I was doing some resistance training, but nothing on legs. And I noticed I lost some weight. I'm like, what's going on here? And I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh my God. I've got flat white man ass. My <laughs> old basketball ass has completely disappeared. And like, take aside the aesthetics. I'm like, oh my God, I'm starting to experience sarcopenia. Like I'm losing muscle. Like this, this hit home for me. And it's mm -hmm. been like a real focus for us. We both had parents who had extended stays in the hospital recently. So this, this one really hits home. And I think it's a conversation people need. You need to do resistance training and you need, need to ingest enough protein. Absolutely. And you go into talk about your thoughts on nutrition in the book. I'm curious to get your take on maybe the criticism that we get in wellness where it feels like a lot of when you talk about any food changes, uh, it's very easily labeled as quote unquote diet culture or toxic diet culture. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Someone from the inside that has conversations, you know, we're not necessarily being prescriptive for everybody, but talking about 
conversations and research around certain nutrition interventions. What's your take on it? So I, I think generally there are a couple of thoughts. One is, you know, we believe in eating whole foods. Mm -hmm. uh, we're eating too many calories from ultra processed food. It's almost 60, almost 60% 60 of calories from adult diet or from ultra processed foods. And I think it's 67% among kids, like full stop, like we're, we're eating too, too many processed foods. And there was a study in France for every 10% increase in processed, ultra processed food con consumption, I think led to a 14% increase in mortality. So like processed foods, full stop. With regards to diet and tribalism and philosophy, you know, we like to point to the example of two, two of our friends, Mark Sisson and Rich Roll. So on one hand, you've got Mark Sisson, he's a fellow Miami resident, <laughs> who's, we saw him the other week, he's 69, he looks amazing for you guys not familiar just go to mark's instagram you know, it looks amazing he yeah. feels amazing you talk to mark's the best i've ever felt he exercises a lot his diet he's pretty close to being carnivore then on the other hand we've got our other friend rich roll who's 56 looks amazing feels amazing also works out a lot he's 100 percent vegan these two people have nothing in common with regards to their diet, with the exception of, I think both really avoid processed foods. And so who, who's anyone to say, hey, what Rich is doing is right or wrong and the same same for Mark. And I think, you know, as long as their, their lipid panels aren't out of control and, you know, and have serious cardiovascular risk, I think it speaks to the idea of you got to figure out what works for you. And there are some general best practices and, and it starts with, you know, whole food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a very complicated relationship with the word wellness for so many reasons. I see some valid criticisms of, of things that can go too far and become quote unquote diet culture. But I also see the way in which, you know, these wonderful practices and principles and ways of living have helped shape my life. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be the person I am today without them. There is a level of intentionality that you need in how you eat. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of work. And this is the hardest part of like figuring out what your body needs. And you will do yourself a disservice if you say, I'm going to eat all food groups when you can't have dairy. Like my six-year-old will literally throw up if she has a scoop of ice cream. And this isn't disordered eating. This is being intentional. This is about listening to your body and seeing some very obvious signs. So I think it's, you know, a challenging way to find the right ways to talk about these issues that are so emotional. You know, as the mother of two girls, I'm, I'm aware of how diet culture can go wrong, but like make no mistake, you have to be intentional and thoughtful about how you eat. If you want to optimize your health. You answer the question better than I do. I love, I love both perspectives, which are both <laughs> I went, in a book. I went a different way. <laughs> Drinking water isn't easy for everyone, but the fact is staying hydrated allows your mind to work better, allows for clearer skin, and overall, you feel great. But finding a drink that's tasty enough to make you keep coming back without extra sugars and calories to drink regularly can be tough sometimes. Air Up is a new drinking system that I love that flavors your water through scent and makes hydration fun and tasty. Science calls this experience retronasal smell, which is essentially using your sense of smell to taste. Easier than chopping up fruit and adding to your glass, and just as health conscious as drinking plain water because, well, it is. Just fill the air up bottle with either still or sparkling water, 
pop on a flavor pod, and that's it. It's a way to turn plain water into a tasty and exciting beverage. And for the cherry on top, there's no sugar, no calories, or any artificial ingredients. Honestly, it's making drinking water so much easier. There are loads of flavors to pick from, like watermelon, peach, cherry, and my personal favorite is the strawberry lemon, and many more other flavors as well. Anyway, for those of you out there that are looking to drink more water and finally actually enjoy it, AirUp has got you covered. Get the best of both worlds, tasty flavors, and all the benefits of water today with AirUp by clicking the AirUp link in the description. Something you talk about in the book, Jason, that I know as your friend, your, I don't say battle, but your, your journey with getting your homocysteine levels down. You yes. had an insane high, insanely high homocysteine levels that was years ago that it was like this. So can you talk about for people that are like maybe, okay, what's homocysteine? And then you, you talk about how you got it down and why you want to get it down in the book. Sure, sure. So homocysteine is a, mar a, a, a marker. Anyone can get this blood work done at Quest or anywhere. Uh, and essentially it's a marker of inflammation. And homocysteine at high levels can cause catastrophic a catastrophic cardiovascular event in terms of a blood clot like Colleen had or a stroke, pulmonary embolism like you had, stroke, clot. And so generally, if you go to a lab, I think 50, anything over 15 is in the red, although most functional medicine doctors will say you want it less than 10 or even eight and so forth. And so here, here's the kicker is if you have the MTHFR gene, which I think 40 to 50% of the population has, it's likely you, you may have an issue here. You're not methylating properly. And so I have that gene. And I also have the double uh, C677T. So I am like 2X off the charts on this. And I went to do the tests. This was years ago with, with Dr. Frank Lipman. My homocysteine came back at 63. He thought it was a mistake. It was so high. I said, take it again. Turns out it was not a mistake. And it's like, what do I do? It was a, it was an interesting moment because I didn't go direct to Dr. Google. I, I I was like busy. I was like, what is this? Homocysteine. What do I do? And he said, I'm like, do I change diet? Is there a pharmaceutical intervention? Is there surgery? And he was like, no, you need to, you know, supplement. And so through supplementation, I got it from 63 to 10. And that's when I became I, I always believed in in quality efficacious supplements but that one that was when i said i really believed i saw mm -hmm. it and it was the inspiration between us creating our supplement line and, and our mm -hmm. methylation support product and just like really diving into the labs but it was really an eye-opening moment and i i am grateful to be alive because mm -hmm. if you look at the risk for homocysteine that high it's like a j curve like once you start to hit a, a number like your risk just goes through the roof and, and i had that risk mm -hmm. uh so that's the one thing and that you know there's one thing i think people don't test for it it's homocysteine so i just implore everyone go get tested mm -hmm. for your homocysteine levels and you have i love mind body green supplements uh you have like a supplement almost like a longevity support multivitamin you have methylation support yeah. what what's your favorite it's probably hard to pick but per, what's your favorite mind body green supplement personally they're, they're going to be different for me yeah, i have I mean, to I say can choose between our yeah. children here you go first yeah uh, methylation support saved my life i i would go you know i don't know if i'm allowed to say that but i'm saying it i i i think it it did 
Pauline. Sleep Support Plus is my my desert island product. I have struggled with sleep, ended up, you know, in a hospital in my 20s when I couldn't sleep for three nights in a row. And they gave me a Xanax, which helped me sleep, but did not help with the lifelong, you know, kind of sleep struggle. And so I love our sleep support, which is magnesium, pharmagaba, and jujube, which helps me fall and stay asleep. I love it. I have, this isn't a supplement per se, but I have it by my bed right now. It is your... I don't even know. Is it out? Dream mist. Dream mist. Yeah, dream mist. Yeah. Is you can it like this and I know what you mean. Love yeah, like lavender sandalwood, right? It yes. smells yeah. like amazing. I spray it so much on my bed and I it, I fall asleep so much quicker yeah. with the spray. Yeah. We, we love it. We spray it in our bed. I bring it into the bath. I spray it everywhere. It It's magical. It's like, it's, it's simple, clean ingredients, but there's just, the, you have the formula down really well. It smells very... It's Thank you. Intoxicating in the best of ways. <laughs> you talk about, and Jason and I, you and I talked about this a few weeks ago is, and you mention it in the book, is what determines the virality of a, of a post on social media or a story on oh, social boy. media. Can you go there? And <laughs> speaking from experience, I'd like to uh, get your take yeah. on all of it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a big one and, it, and it's sad. Uh, but the fact is, our algorithms, algorithms as in social media, create a feedback loop that incentivize extremes, specifically anger. And to prove this at the Wharton School, they essentially looked at how articles from the New York Times went viral and they looked at emotions. And they, the most common factors were anxiety, awe, and anger. And for every standard deviation increase that anxiety elicited, the probability of an article making the most email email list went up by 21%. Because the most email list is essentially virality at the New York Times. That's the list you want to be on. So, okay, we've got anxiety up plus 21%. For awe, plus 30%. But the most powerful emotion was anger, increasing virality by 34%. So, okay. Anger essentially drives clicks, it drives eyeballs, it drives comments, it drives engagement, shares, revenue. So that unfortunately is the state of media that we live in, where it pays to incite anger. And it's kind of relatively easy to do. It's a lot more difficult to inspire with content and you know when you think about in our space in the health and wellness space you could easily see how this plays out in politics but health and wellness it doesn't really if you're building a brand doesn't really pay to have a balanced point of view it's probably going to be more fruitful for you if you develop an extreme point of view and look to demonize a food or a person because that's that's what drives anger and clicks and and revenue and it's just really sad mm -hmm. i saw a, a similar study after our conversation i was like looking into all the studies that have been done on this topic is even the angry emoji was given was given preferential treatment and served to more people who are more likely to give the angry emoji uh, and on certain platforms, which is just part of that whole sort of what feeds the beast, right? 
Yeah. And, you know, it, again, it, 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 it's sad. And I, and I think with health and wellness, we've, we've seen this. I know you've seen it unfold in real time. And, you know, it's something we fundamentally don't believe in. We, we don't believe in trying to cancel people. We believe in listening to opinions that are contrary to ours. We believe in being curious. Uh, and I think that's part of the process. And like protein case in point, you would have asked us five, 10 years ago what our point of view on protein was. We wouldn't even say anything. We didn't have a point of view. And I think the idea of being open and, and you know, this is health and wellness. Is We're on a journey here. And I think in that journey, you need to be rigid about being flexible <laughs> and being open to changing your point of view. And, you know, I, on a personal level, I understand how, you know, someone maybe was gaslighted by Western medicine and they adopt something in their life and it completely changes them. Mm -hmm. And that becomes, uh, you know, part of their personality uh, it, it becomes their identity. And I could see how when someone questions that, it could be difficult for them. Mm -hmm. However, with all that said, things are evolving so quickly. And I think we'd be, a, be in a better place and have a lot more advanced advancements in our field if we were actually open to listening to other people mm -hmm. and having construction conversation. And if we disagree with someone, we disagree with them. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't look to try to cancel them. <laughs> and that's just ridiculous. Canceling, trying to cancel people in our space doesn't really provide any value. And we're at this place where there's such an abundance of information, but we need to get to the place where we can have civil discourse. And that's the big journey that we all have to travel because I'm not seeing that play out yet. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like what's the trajectory in your opinion? You've you've been in the space for long. You know how algorithms and the space works. Do you have any like, please give me hope. <laughs> do you feel like <laughs> do you feel like civil discourse and robust conversations? We can have disagreements, but still keep a level of civility and kindness and context. Can we get back there? You know, I think we're eternal optimists, and you know that said, like some of the things that do keep us up at night, being the parents of two young girls, is social media and the mental health crisis. Your kids are a little bit older. They're, they're, you know, more, more in it than ours who are six and three, but we have to hope that we're going to evolve from the current state because the impact that it's having at all generations, but most specifically on teenagers, specifically teenage girls, we can't continue as a society like this. So I like to think that we will be reaching a point of change across all of social media because it's not having a positive impact on on how we live and our own well-being. I do think most people are reasonable and when they see that happen online, they tend to sit out. They just don't want to be part of it. I do think mm -hmm. it's minorities in terms of the extremes on both ends that that kind of duke it out on social while most mm -hmm. people just say, I don't want I don't want any part of this. And I think also too you know, people tend to be a lot kinder in real person. So my bet is a lot of the people, you know, we're talking about or trying to cancel each other and going after each other in social media in our space. You know, if we got them together at Revitalize or an event, they would probably be a lot more cordial. Yeah. I forget who said it one year. They called Re Revitalize United Nations of Wellness. And I, I think, think that, I, I think that was you. We credit that to you. All right. Hey, I know I said it before. <laughs> 
I know I said it before and it's true. Uh, And I heard it, someone said to me once and I thought, okay, this is profoundly important and I think we all should live more like this. They said, may our ethics be written in stone and our opinions be written in sand. And I think that's kind of my thoughts about all of this. Strong opinions, loosely held. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. As you both know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. I think, Jason, you did this last time, but I'm going to try to ask different questions. And Colleen, we're going to get fresh questions from you for, for your first visit on the show. This is your art of being well. First question is, what's the worst tasting healthy food that you both eat? It tastes disgusting, but you know the science behind it, but you, and you know it's so good for you. Oh, this is easy. Sardines. <laughs> You don't eat them. I know, but I watch you eat them and I don't know how you do it. I actually like, I don't mind sardines. I like sardines. Fantastic. I, I, don't, I don't eat anything that I don't like. I love that. So you, you, and that many people, feel, I have not, there's things that I eat that I don't like, but I normally find a workaround. I find, normally find a workaround where I still don't love it, love it, but I make it a little bit more palatable. Colleen, do you have anything that fits that criteria? No, I mean, we, we, you know, we wrote a book, The Joy of Wellbeing, and we're all about infusing joy into how we eat, you know, and, and making sure that, you know, food is a ritual better served with friends and family. So we have partly gotten accustomed to, you know, loving vegetables. And we also just like to eat foods we eat. We yeah. Don't. And I think with food, it, we won't eat anything super healthy that we don't like. And if there's a treat or we're going to have a drink, if that's not good, we won't have that either. Like we're, <laughs> we're about enjoying what we're eating. It's got to be good if we're going to eat it. I love that. What a good lesson for me <laughs> and for many people. <laughs> What's your favorite outdoor nature sound? Is it, is it like the trees blowing in the wind? Is it the water going? What, what's it for you? Easy breezy. It's the ocean. And I think being in Miami where we are near nature has had a profound impact on our own well-being because I love being able to see water. I love being able to put my feet in the sand and go in the waves. And I think it really brings us, me, closer to the universe and our our greater spirituality. I mean, the same answer for me. Hmm. Do you have a favorite beach in south florida that you love i mean we go to south beach which is great for kids by the way it's not really south beach it's it's miami beach it's north of south beach it's like mid beach a little bit away from the the craziness but we'll go to the miami beach it's it's like super easy from here love it what's your favorite natural scent something from nature could be essential oil could be something burning maybe what's your favorite natural scent so for me, it's not a favorite sense, but I'm so nostalgic for it. I love patchouli because it reminds me of going to Grateful Dead concerts when I was <laughs> younger. Like there's patchouli oil be everywhere. Yeah. So you know, I'm going to go with an OG staple, which is just lavender. It's so good. So healing, whether it's on a spray on my face, it's part of our dream mist. It's just an OG that I think works for all sensitive skin types, personalities, and it's calming and soothing. Love it. If you had to pick, it might be tough, maybe not, coffee or tea? Oh, that's easy. Coffee. <laughs> coffee every day of the week and probably six times on Sunday. Three and six. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. So what's coffee. the ideal coffee drink in the house? We're black coffee purists. We do the Chemex every morning. 
Same here. Black coffee. I don't have a Chemex, but nice. So do you put any anything in it or just black coffee straight up? Yeah, every once in a while, not frequently. Maybe we'll do like a little bit of ghee or a little bit of MCT oil. Mm-hmm. But that's like maybe once or twice a month. We're like black coffee purists and there's some great coffee in town here where we live. So yeah, yeah. just love love a great cup of black coffee. It doesn't matter if it's 100 degrees. I'm not doing the cold brew. Give me hot black coffee. <laughs> love it what's one and you talk about this in the book but what's the one spiritual or mindfulness practice that has helped you personally the most i'm gonna go with nasal breathing i am part of the 80 percent of the population that was breathing all wrong and was a mouth breather and i find like it is actual practical technique that you can use in the moment that helps you be a better listener when you're in the middle of tough conversations. You know, for me, you know, I grew up Christian. I went to Sunday school. There was even a a time during my teenage years where I taught Sunday school and then, you know, went to college and twenties and just conveniently threw religion (laughs) out the window. But I would say with that said, I I, I don't attend church services, but I, I think it's a big part of who I am. And, you know, I do tap those spiritual muscles, which for me are rooted in Christianity. And, you know, it's it's gotten me through the toughest times in my life. And, you know, just this, we mentioned this in the book, there's science here. And you've had Lisa on your show. Yeah, she's great. Lisa, Dr. Lisa Miller, who we love, another Miami resident. Mill, Will, you got to come to Miami. Just, I know, man. I'm I'm missing oh. you. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, something that really, and we love Lisa. Lisa's like the authority on the science of spirituality and essentially children that are quote unquote high in spirituality are are 80 percent protected against depression so essentially five times less likely to be depressed when they and like the way she defines spirituality isn't necessarily religious services we go in a book what that looks like it could be like have a grabbing a gratitude practice or like donating your time and effort, but like this idea and understanding there's something bigger than you and you're contributing. And so to me, like my, my spiritual practice, I think rooted in Christianity has, has been my big go-to for when I, you know, had those tough times. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. What's your favorite, this is going to be tough for you guys, but what's your favorite restaurant in let's do Miami and New York. What's your favorite restaurant in Miami, New York? And when you're there, what do you order? So for me in New York, we were in New York for less than like six hours. We went to Bubby's in Tribeca, which is like old school New York, been there for 25 plus years, farm to table. And so given we hadn't eaten and it was sort of like one of those, let's eat at 3 p.m. because we're not going to eat again before we go on the flight. I ordered everything I possibly could, Will. So... I got, you know, my and every, you know, my eggs. I, I went for the sausage, the bacon, the avocado, the sourdough pancakes, coffee. I was like, bring it on, because this is the one meal. So that's my New York. What's your I mean, I, I would go with Bubby's and then as we get closer to home in Coconut Grove, you know, oh. we're huge fans of Los Felix, which is owned by two hardcore health and wellness enthusiasts, Josh and Peely, great people, great restaurant. And they are just as hardcore about their ingredients. It's actually where we went with our mutual friend, Elle. They have the best tortilla chips, which they are now cooking in beef beef tallow tallow. oil. Wow. And you can get a Ghia drink there if that's your, you know, not 
non-alcoholic aperitif of choice. They're so passionate about the sourcing and the corn and the chitopos, technically. I think that's like the I technical do. name, but like they're cooking in beef tallow oil. And it's just like, they're the, the, the food is just to die for incredible. And they're just ex very lovely people. So like by far and our way, that, that's, that's our place in, in Coconut Grove, Los Felix. Love it. And your, what was neighborhood was the New York place at? Bubby's was in Tribeca. Tribeca. But we lived in Dumbo. We lived in Dumbo. We lived right. in Dumbo. Yeah. yeah. That I, w I stayed in this, I wouldn't call it a wellness hotel, but they had an infrared sauna in the room in Tribeca, the Greenwich Hotel. Have you ever been there oh, before? Oh, yeah. That's a super nice, that's a nice hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talk about wellness. I got an infrared sauna in the room. I felt I didn't leave the room. I was there for work, which worked conveniently because I just had to go for one little thing and come back. And I just worked in the room and I just did sauna in between meetings. It was great. I love it. It was great. Okay, so this is for pe people steeped in wellness. What is the weirdest wellness thing that you've done oh, that God. you're willing to admit on a podcast? I mean, like, the, the, I, I take, I do, I've done a lot here. So rewind for me, oh, God, this was a long time ago and I was struggling with parasites. And I felt awful. I was anxious. And, and finally, we figured it out. And it ended up being, you know, some antibiotics and supplements and time that did it. I, I had to use both. Mm -hmm. And so in that process, there was a time where I was like trying everything and anything holistic. It wasn't. So I did lots of colon hydrotherapy where essentially they're sticking a tube up there and draining you with water and and look like some people love it some people hate it but like i did a lot of it it wasn't i didn't really enjoy it but i did it i did that i went to an iridologist and that's someone who looks in your eyes and, and can read what's going on in your life i did that a couple of times maybe strokes of genius and strokes of crazy all in all in one all sorts of psychics, re, you know, I, I think within our world in the holistic sense, there's so many different modalities and so many treatments. And look, like we do believe in alchemy. There is science and there is magic. And some people truly are gifted. Some are not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I've encountered both. <laughs> you have to know who you're going to. Reputa and reputable. And it's tough. And it's, yeah. and it's tough because I've also been irreputable and I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll give you one story. There was someone who was a very reputable, holistic healer in New York. This is like a decade ago. And what I found out after is any woman that would go see this guy, he was like telling to leave for her husband. Oh and it was God. a problem. And the reason was like, he was going through a divorce. So his personal crap was like coming through and essentially any woman and, and like, he's, he's a psychic or like a clairvoyant. And so he, it, he's human. We're all human. Yes. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I've seen so many healers on my journey and some of the healers who I bonded with the most on my fertility struggle, who were amazing, intuitive psychiatrists, like anyone who was, you know, really well-versed in this kind of area. I probably saw, I think what's interesting is they all saw boys. And at the time <laughs> I would take anything. Maybe that means we're destined to have another child since we have two girls. I don't think that's in our cards, but they all saw boys during that process. Interesting. Go figure. Yeah. Hey, yeah, maybe there's another baby. Maybe. <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> Stranger things could happen. Yeah, right. 
Oh, my friends, this has been a great conversation, as I knew it would be, catching up with you guys. Where can people get the book? Where can people go? Sure. So if you go to thejoyofwellbeing.com, you can see where we have the book. And we have lots of awesome bonus offers. Uh, Anyone who buys the book can also get $25 off of any product in our shop. So like all of our great supplements and products we've talked about, that, that $25 can be applied there. And there's an awesome... You know, given sleep is such a pain point for for Colleen and and like a third of Americans, we've got a great uh, sleep video course from the sleep doctor himself, Dr. Michael Bruce, and tips to help people get to sleep. So go to thejoyofwellbeing.com. Love it. Thank you, guys. Love you both. And thanks for coming on the pod. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much, Will. We love you. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.